Hey, yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to When He Speaks Erotica from a Man's Perspective. I am J.R. Robinson. And um, once again, we're back here on a Saturday night talking about sex. Um, sex, romance, love, uh, hooking up, shagging, whatever you want to call it. The, the one thing that two people do and do it well, or, you know, that may need some help in it, some help. In it. Man, I just want to like, uh, so I had a good week this week. Uh, it's kind of like up and down, but I was able to get through and, you know, some positive things definitely worked in my favor. So um, glad I made it to another uh, Saturday night to sit here and talk with y'all and, you know, chop it up and, you know, tell something from my past, you know, share uh, something that was, uh, that, that actually happened to me. And um, like the title says, uh, the night I fell in love with a stripper, <sighs> got caught slipping, you know what I'm saying? But um, we're going to talk about it, you know, I'm going to share it. So um, let me go ahead and read this, this disclaimer. <clears throat> the content displayed on this podcast is the intellectual property of when he speaks erotica. You may not reuse, republish, or reprint such content without our written consent. All information provided is merely for entertainment purposes. It's not intended as a substitute for professional advice. Should you decide to act upon any information on this uh, podcast, you do so at your own risk. While the information on the podcast has been verified to the best of our ability, we cannot guarantee that there are no mistakes or errors. <clears throat> so I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Um, I had just got to Atlanta. No, I think I've been to Atlanta for like maybe nine months when this occurred. And I was, you know, in the club, heavy, 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 you know, um, meeting people, you know, even tried church. I uh, went to Eddie Long Church, God uh, rest the dead. And that was the first time I saw ATM machine in the church. So I like, I know this stuff. The, uh, the hookup church right here. So um, I got to a point where I was just, you know, in chill mode. And then one of my coworkers asked me had I been to uh, the strip club name Club Nikki's. I said, yeah, I went uh, a couple of years ago. My brother had just, I think he had got married and we went and hung out and had a great time. So, um, my coworker was like, well, let's go Saturday night, check it out and see what we can get into. I said, okay, because the club scene was, it was on some other shit. It was like, I was meeting women who needed someone to pay a bill or wanted them to buy them two and three drinks. And I'm like, after the first drink, I'm kind of leery if I'm going to get to that second, especially if you're not giving me no, no rhythm. You know, I'm not getting nothing from you. So... Um, you come to me about a third drink, you get snaked You know what I'm saying? I look at you like you're crazy. And, you know, it's like, also, I need a baby daddy or, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I hear you, but I'm not there right now. You know what I'm saying? So I said, okay, I'll try something different. And I walked into Club Nikki with my homeboys from the job. And it was 
scattered ass everywhere. Now I remember it when I was there two years ago. But that night, it must be every stripper in the 100 mile radius was up in that camp. I was like, oh my God. You know, it was a bunch of ballers, players, scallywags, you know, cool cats <laughs> hanging out, you know. And um, it was it was wall to wall, wall to wall people. And um, I uh, we found a seat by the bar, and I locked eyes with this uh, young lady. She had to been about five three, had a nice short, you know, Holly Berry boomerang haircut. You know what I'm saying? And um, just a when I say flawless, the body was flawless. No blemishes, no scars, no bullet wounds, no stab wounds, just perfect. Perfect feet, perfect teeth, perfect eyes, just perfect. I'm looking at this chick and I'm like, okay, what, what's the deal? There gotta be something, either, you know, something going on at home or some issue with somebody who you know, probably uh, did something. I'm like, you know, what, what's the deal? And after speaking with her, I found out that, you know, I, I had learned that a couple of women only did it to get through college, to pay through college. And that happened to be, you know, the situation with her now. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> I know some people enjoy flaunting what they have and making a dollar. An easy dollar. And if you got it like that, definitely uh it's one of those things that people do definitely use in order to get what they need. And um honestly, I almost did it. Now this was the day when I was slender and I had got divorced and someone said, you know, um they know somebody who wants somebody to come to and, and stroke. And I'm like Nah, nah, because I, I just can't do it. It's one of those things where I enjoy seeing people strip, but for me to do it, to get all wound up and be gyrating to music, nah, I, I, I couldn't do it. So um, <laughs> it was funny because dude was like, she will pay blah, 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 and I needed blah, 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 but it was like, but my mom and my grandmother told me about morals. You know what I'm saying? That a lot of times my morals kicked in at the wrong time. You know what I'm saying? They always kicked in when I was broke, you know? <laughs> and when I had a pocket full of money or money in the bank, shit, I ain't get one moral in the, in the camp. As soon as I had a cross point about doing something that, you know, I normally wouldn't do, it kind of fucked with me. But anyway, anyway. So, yeah, um, after talking with the young lady, finding out her name was Devon, and uh, Devon Wilson, I believe. And, you know, her purpose of being up in the strip club, you know, I got past it. And um, the thing was, we was able to uh, really get to know each other on a level beyond sex, because she was one of those people who could, who was versatile. You know, she can hold a great conversation and play pool and watch the game and 
you know, hang out and be like a like a homie, but also be your girl. So, but uh, Club Nikki's man, I, I have to go back to that for a minute. Um, it was it was filled with beautiful breasts. Beautiful bootay, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's one of those places that you're gonna always remember, you know, in your lifetime. You know what I'm saying? I remember Club Nikki's. I remember Guantanamo Bay. I remember Bermuda. I remember New York City. There's certain things that just stand out in your mind, you know, where you was at. And Nikki's was one of them. But back to uh, Miss Devon, um, I think she like stood about five three, maybe about one thirty in weight, and it looked like she had like another ten pounds in her behind because it was like the roundest and definitely uh, one of the firmest uh, piece of butt that I that I saw that I've seen. So. Um, we, it was kind of like a a situation where I knew that I couldn't really get hooked into her because of what she did and how I felt about women being around other men and giving them access to them. So I knew I wasn't going to get caught up. I knew it was just for the moment. But then the more time we spent, the more time I started to open up and, you know, start developing feelings. And, you know, I would check myself. I'm like, yo, what you doing? You know what this is. Take your feelings out of it. But I really couldn't because I was enjoying, you know, going over to her house and uh, and and I never had to ask for anything. Every time I went over there, there was something to eat. You know what I'm saying? She never asked me to pick up nothing. She never said, anything. I mean, I took a bottle of wine or whatever, but for the most part, it was like she was on point, you know, without me even having to say anything. But um, it was that time when, when it was time for her to go to work. And that's when it started to become a problem because my feelings started to get deeper, you know. And then I would like... Uh, go to the club, sit there, and endure that, that anger of watching her give a lap dance to someone else. And then meet her at her spot or she meet me at my spot and, you know, act like it's just another thing. Now, for her, it was just another thing. For me, it's like you're going to have to stop. You know what I'm saying? Because my feelings are, you know, developing. And it's funny because I know how I have been when people have shared with me their, feeling, their feelings were developing and I wasn't there. Very nonchalant. So when it's you that's caught up in your feelings, you don't know. Well, for me, I can only speak for me. I didn't know how to 
really deal with that because I have been so used to getting my way and not really having too many issues with women doing something like stripping. So it, it, it was, it was foreign to me to have to check my feelings or not blow up on her. And there were times, you know, she knew that uh, if I was sitting there and someone tried to be all extra with her, she would kind of like, you know, persuade them not to or not give them that much access, but the damage was done. Mentally, I had, you know, felt that, you know what I'm saying? And then, <laughs> not to sound corny, but, you know, my heart, <laughs> my heart started to ache a little bit, you know, like, why is she doing this to me? <laughs> oh, it's funny because I think about it, you know, and how funny it was for me to go through that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I got past it. You know, I was able to suck it up, you know, because her inspiration to be successful was, it was amazing to because she had it kind of difficult, you know, coming up and she shared a lot and, um, for her to have, what's the word, transcendent from where she was from, where she was at as a young lady to now, she's a real estate uh, mogul. You know, she's doing real good. You know, um, I haven't talked to her in a couple of years, but uh, she has been really productive. But you know, we have laughed about how. I was, uh, you know, just letting myself uh, get caught up out there, you know, because um, I can't lie to you. I was, I was like a knucklehead, you know, because she was putting it on me. It was the best, one of the best relationships outside of sex, you know. And it's been rare that I had that type of everything all in one quality in one person you know and whereas i wanted serious commitment at that time she didn't you know i knew when i said those faithful work those fatal words forever that was it that kind of like killed the whole vibe because we had talked about if it would be forever it wouldn't be forever right now so let's not rush it but, you know, I was in the, let's get it done now, you know. Um, shit, my emotions kicked in. You know, jealousy started to pop in my head. Um, and then I, I started overanalyzing or, you know, picking my brain about the money she making how my money, you know, didn't amount to what she made. What I made in two weeks, she made it a night, plain or simple. And she showed me. One time we was out to get something to eat. And, I, you know, after I paid my bills and all that car insurance rent, 
Uh, I think I had a truck back then, uh, child support. I think I may have had like 80 or $90 in my pocket. So, you know, normally we didn't eat out because she wasn't a vegan, but she was definitely along the lines of a vegetarian. So one night we was eating out and uh, I want to say it was Waffle House or I one of them. No, I think it was Shoney's. I think it was Shoney's. Shoney Big Boys. Damn, that's a long time. Cause Shoney, I don't even think Shoney exists. No, no, no. There's a couple of There's still a couple of Shoney's over. But anyway, um, yeah, we was eating. And I think the bill came up to about $50, $55. And that had cut deep. And to, to them eighty dollars because after tax and all like that, that would have been like twenty seven thirty nine or some shit like that. So, you know, I guess she picked up on it because I was hesitant. I just kept looking at the bill, and she just like, "I got it." I'm like, "No, no, 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 I got it." Uh, she said, "Well, no, no, this is personal money. You had to take care of what you had to take care of." So I got it because normally, you know, you always pay, so I'll pay tonight. Yo. I've never seen a roll of fifties and a hundred <laughs> wrapped around with a rubber band in real life. I've seen it on TV. I've seen it in the movies. I've seen it on, on in a book. She pulled out at least two or three rolls of money, and I'm looking. I'm like, shit. Am I gonna love her or am I rob her tonight? Yo, she was my girl, but I was like, yo, she about to get robbed tonight. I'm about to hit her with the biggie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With the with the mask, the ski mask, and the faux faux, you know? I was like, God damn. And that was kind of like the, I want to say the end game for me. That was it. That was throwing a towel moment. Because even though she didn't say it, for her to pull out that wide and hit home with, you know, the type of money she made. And because in my mind, I was going to say, hey, why don't you just chill for a while, finish up school, and I got you. You know, I was going to be Captain Saber, Saber Woman, you know what I'm saying? I felt like, you know, she was my girl and I was doing good. I was still in the I think I was in the National Guard, so I had that little weekend check. You know, I was working hella overtime and um, making a decent amount per hour. So I was doing all right. But when she hit me with, I make more than a night, but you make it two weeks. I'm like, yeah, you do. You know, I say that to myself. And that was like the, you know, you got to give it up, bro. You, you can't match. Or ask her to uh, sit at home when she making money like that and you bringing in pennies. And another thing was, well, I think it really had to end because we was good up until 11. Around 10, 20, 10, 30, I started tripping. You know, especially if I had to uh, get up the next morning. Because I had to get up like, I had to be work at 6.30. So I would have to get up around 
constantly couldn't constantly I couldn't continue to go back and forth with her about her work hours and going down to the club because I was not being effective at my job. So I'm like, damn, the booty got me like that. They got me losing my damn mind. I can't, you know, I'm messing up on uh, uh, documentation, entering the wrong information into the computer, and, you know, messing up uh, a product, you know what I'm saying? All because my mind is, you know, tripping off what's going on with Mr. Bond. But um, the fact that with her going to work, it, it was this thing my, my homegirl told me. And she used to know some strippers. She was like, you know she married to the club. You know what I'm saying? She she with you, but you're not the only person she with. Meaning if she getting tips, if somebody paying her bill, buying her dinner, buying her a drink, they going to think the way you think. That's my girl because I'm spending money. And that was another nail in the coffin for that relationship because my ego took over. My ego and the fact that she was making more money and me not wanting a woman who gave men access to her, especially um, almost every night, you know, and different men. I mean, one time it was some of the Tory Pistons up in there. And even though she didn't go over there with them because we was together, I know she won't because them, them dudes were dropping big dollars. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting there nursing, <laughs> nursing a Heineken with an attitude like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, like, oh, bitch. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah, I, I can fess up the mind because, you know, at this point in my life, everything I did, you know, was a learning experience and I've, I've enjoyed a whole lot. Some things that, you know, that has happened wasn't as enjoyable, but I can talk about it. So after a while, you know, it got to a point where we was just kicking in like every other day. And then I think we went a week without seeing each other. And we both just acknowledged that everything had went bad, you know, and um, I had to charge it to the game. You know, I couldn't, I didn't want to compete for her time. I didn't want to be reminded of, you know, I can work one night compared to you working two weeks and bring on as much or more to you. So I, I was definitely on some ego shit, you know what I'm saying? And now, you know, like I said, she's doing good real estate, grandmother, you know, a couple of beautiful kids that are doing good, successful. And um, she's in a good place. Been married to the same dude, what, 18, 19 years? And like I said, it's been some years since we've talked, but uh, it was definitely, uh, I'm going to say, the one who, one of the ones who got away and one of the ones who, uh, I just wasn't mentally prepared for, or emotionally prepared for. Physically and sexually, yeah, I was, I was good. But mentally, emotionally, and to a degree financially, I wasn't prepared. So, but yeah, that was my, my, 
time I fell into fell in love with a stripper and had to uh had to uh walk away, you know, because I couldn't uh I couldn't match it. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't match stroke for stroke, you know. So but anyway, once again, greatly enjoyed this. Appreciate the love, appreciate the the uh comments. Um it's a good thing that uh I could do this every Saturday night. I look forward to doing some more. I came up with some more topics. So, you know, I'm going to be doing this as much as I can. And I want to say one thing. Um, I was listening to something the other day, and this guy was like, why do people feel the need to tell other people to invest or to do something that might not be good? Just because they made a change in their life, don't try to force that on everybody. And I had to think about that because I know I talk about entrepreneurship. I talk about, um, you know, creating your own way, not depending on a nine to five. And it's not my job to do that. Now, if something happened to me good, yeah, I'll share that. But for me to tell you or suggest what you should do with your money or with your kids, that's not my place. So. I want to apologize to anyone who may have taken that in a negative way. And if you didn't, cool, but I'm not, I'm not trying to make you do things or suggest that you do stuff that I've done because what what has worked for me may not work for you. There are people who, if they get the $1,400, they really have to put all of it on the children or put all of it on or catching up on bills or turn on the lights or, you know, and they don't, they probably don't want to hear, take some of the money and invest in something else because they don't have time or they don't have the, the sufficient funds to do that. You know what I'm saying? So that $1,400 or whatever return they get back, that's a blessing for them. So um, if I ever came across in that way and you took it negative or not, I want to apologize. Um, like I say, I'm here to talk about romance, sex, relationship stories, and everything under that umbrella. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a advocate for um, starting your own business. I'm not going to push that down your throat. So I'm uh, going to leave it right there. But also, uh, once again, thank everybody for the support. Thank you for the love. Um, any questions, emails, criticisms, uh, email me at when he speaks when he speaks erotica at gmail.com. And um, I want to wish everybody a good night. Take care of yourselves. And I will talk to you on next Saturday night at 8 p.m. Take care. Stay strong. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>